Welcome to Vaguely Music. My name's Ryan Strumpler. Yeah. Over to the side of me. Yeah, we have the goalie for the Boston Bruins, Jack Pasternak. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm Jack Pasternak. Uh, not related to David Pasternak in any way. Yep, so Jack is somebody who runs the front desk and also takes lessons with me. You know, runs is in our rock program, our level exchange. If there's a program here and it has a guitar, Jack's in it. Yeah. So generally, we thought we'd make this a guitar... Uh, music theory, adventure, gigging of life of a, a guitar player featured podcast with some non-guitar player things involved as well. We also have the benefit of having Andrew behind doing sound. Andrew, wave hi. Yeah, normally, nobody can see you. Normally I'm the one back there, but now uh, I'm driving him home, so yeah. he's stuck back there. Yeah, he's moving on up. <laughs> this is uh, a little before our time. Yeah, yes. Both so, okay, so Jack... Tell me about when you first remember playing a guitar. Oh, um, I first remember playing guitar long before like I actually took lessons or anything like that. I remember my sister's Blue Squire Affinity Stratocaster sitting in the basement with two broken strings on it. And I remember picking it up and just kind of like messing with it. But I don't remember ever starting lessons or anything like that. It just sort of happened. Yeah, yeah, I can, um, so I can definitely relate to that. Um, I was pretty awful at guitar for the first, I got it when I was like 10. Um, my parents were like, you need to join a club, play a sport. And I was like, um, you're 0 for 2, mom and dad. Because uh, <laughs> like, I know this might be shocking to you who have seen me at 25, but at 10, I was somehow less athletic. So I was a little scrawny kid, you know, with like a little little bit of hair and uh, I was like oh well guitar seems kind of cool so I'll play guitar and I uh, I was awful I was so bad and my parents like loved me because I was bad <laughs> and I, I played loud and they loved me I, I have to say that's definitely true for me too because I had a long learning curve that I know of because my parents did a good job of uh, recording what I did and mm -hmm. like even on YouTube, there is my first gig in public up there that you've seen. It was just two chords. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's kind of interesting the way that um, I think people's brains for guitar players, having taught for a little bit, they click around fourteen. Like something happens at about fourteen where you like, yeah, you start to get like more into. And you can speak this having just been fourteen four years ago. Um, for me, it was a little no. Little I can ago. I can definitely say that's true because I remember in middle school doing the uh, guitar courses, and that's what got me back into it. After doing orchestra, I played cello and upright bass. No, you played cello, bass, <sighs> school of rock. That's right. yeah. Anyway, um, I played cello and upright bass, and then I got into the guitar courses at uh, the middle school, and that finally like hit the spark for me, and I picked up the guitar again after four years of not touching it. Yeah. So. I never played another instrument in band. I uh, I did chorus. I was really bad at that too. So for a long time, like anything, I was really creative. I was a very creative kid, but I was just like not creative in music. Um, so does anybody in your family play? No, no one. I have a non-musical family entirely. My dad can draw. Uh, my mom is a photographer, and my sister does only sports. Okay. All right. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I pause, right, because I relate to that, right? So I have a cousin I've mentioned before, Brad. He's an incredible bass player. Yeah. But um, he doesn't really read music. He doesn't know a lot of music theory. He just has learned the music that he's learned, and he's played in, like, pop bands and, and rock bands and original bands, and he's in a Disney tribute band with me. But, yeah, right, I know. That's, that's awesome. Know. No, that's great. Uh, but I, like, my father uh, is, was an accountant, and my mother was an occupational therapist. And my sister works in zoning uh, for real estate, and my brother is public health. Okay, so, so you have a very diverse family. Yeah, no, no two kids ended up the same, and no two kids ended up studying what their you know, our uh, parents did. So my parents like were, in, and it, I've seen your parents. I've met them. They're both wonderful people. Um, my parents were incredibly supportive when I was like your age and a little younger. Because they were like, oh, man, well, he was awful at soccer. But it's like, he's pretty good at music, so we'll go to his gigs. We're not going to another soccer game. Because I used to just sit down on the field. And be like, oh, man. I was like, I, I didn't like I didn't like oranges until I started playing soccer. And I was like, well, I got to do something. I guess I'm going to eat a bunch of oranges. Like, So, I yeah. Well, I didn't get scurvy when I was younger, so I did something right. Yeah, well, um, no, I I did sports for a little while and then kind of just dropped out of that, except for track in high school. But like music is definitely my thing. Yeah. So, what was the moment? Right, there must have been some moment where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do guitar at a high level. Like, I'm gonna really go for it. Oh, um, I think it had to be like probably just after my first double bar summer of rock. Okay. Was like, I knew this was. It opened my eyes, and it was this is something I can do, not only enjoy and have fun doing it and grow, but also like have it as a hobby that I can make money doing as well. Because it gave me a gig and I could see what that was. Yeah, wow. The first summer of rock. Yeah. So who would, it was, was it Kelsey and Tom? Tom didn't even run it. I don't think he was just like there occasionally. It was mostly just Kelsey. Yeah, well that makes, that makes sense um, in general. Yeah. A lot of these programs and a lot of stuff at Delta Bar has been like she was really her, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a really good job. Yeah, her putting the entire thing on, on her back and so. like full force too. Yeah, no breathers. She's out right now. For those wondering why we have Jack, I mean, other than the fact that Jack is absolutely wonderful, we uh, we have a rock program and Kelsey's out picking the songs and generally keeping the maintenance so that way we can be like, wow, Kelsey, Delta Bar is so great. Thanks for. Paying the, the electricity bill, it sure is easy to teach when I can turn on the lights and turn on the amp. Yeah. So we're, we're very grateful for her. Um, but she is not your most interesting piece of music theory that you've learned, which no. is drum roll. I don't even know. I'll tell you. Mine was like, I remember I was I was your age, minus two. Mm -hmm. So I was 16. <laughs> yeah, um, so not me. And I had a teacher, <laughs> I had a teacher named Andrew, um, not the guy teaching behind uh, running the uh the sound back there that was um that was andrew martin and he was he told me when i was like 16 we were doing a bunch of scales and i used to play like a lot in the box um in the minor pentatonic box in the minor natural minor box like yeah yeah so as a as a guitar player your minor pentatonic box is like the ketchup yes of um of everything. it's like jazz Blues goes with almost funk, everything. Yeah, metal. Like you can break it down into like any genre. Even like world music. Yeah, has it all across. So he was like, "Yeah, Ryan, if you can follow the chords, you can play any style of music." 
like you'll be able to sit in, you'll be able to follow, and you'll never play a bad solo. I was like, oh wow, following the chords, okay, and that like that was pretty pretty powerful because instead of then just playing like um, a C major scale, just up and down or something, I would like pick out. I'd be like, all right, C major. It's C, E, G. Well, I'm going to play C, E, and G in my solo, and then I'm going to decorate other notes around. So, like, if I hang out on F or A or something, I know it's going to be a specific sound that's, like, related to the chord instead of thinking from, like, um, a scale piece. That was, like... I know for those of you driving who are casual musicians, I'm so sorry that you just shut off the podcast. And for the five guitar players who are leaning against the wall, judging how fast I play, welcome to Vaguely Music. Um, there's always like five of them at gigs that are just like leaning back. And I know in the podcast you can't see it. I'm going to try to compensate with my volume while I lean back. But they're like leaning back and they're just like, yeah, I could play faster and cleaner and I would play more interesting and outside. That's a really crummy way of well, picking. Well, I, mean, I mean, do you know the joke? How many guitarists does it take to screw in a light bulb? It takes like three, right? No, it takes at least two, uh, one to do it, yeah. and at least one more to say they could have done it better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes they say one to say Jimi Hendrix would have done it better. You know, whatever <laughs> whatever you want to plug in there. So I also, like, my other favorite piece of, like, music theory advice I ever got was I was 17, and I was in music theory with Aaron Goldberg, you know, who now teaches up at BU, and he was, he was fantastic and had great hair. <laughs> and he was my band teacher. Are you jealous? Oh, super. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude had awesome hair. Um, kind of looked like a better Ted Mosby. You know Ted Mosby? Yeah. yeah. From uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> he, uh, it did. I, I'll put a picture in the bio. Um, sorry, Aaron. Um, so, he told me, and this is not to be replicated, kids. Don't do this. Um, but he used to tell me like, yeah, man, I, um, I would learn gig. I would learn songs on the way to a gig by <laughs> just like unbuckling that's, and buckling for a second. That's so reckless. And just like, just for a second. Cause the, he knew the pitch of the alarm that his seatbelt was unbuckled, beckled, <laughs> beckled. That's my new hipster band featuring Andrew on, on, I don't know, Rogue Synth. I'm going to write that down. I really like that. Actually. Jack on lead washboard, Ryan on rhythm <laughs> washboard. Um, so percussive washboard. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna play bass washboard. You're the worst out of all of us. Um, so, <laughs> just kicking at the shins. Oh my god. So to to tie back to to kind of veer on back yeah. on track. Um, clicking the the seatbelt would for me. Um, I found out my car was an F sharp. So I would be on the way to a gig, and then I would be like, oh, well, I want to do some ear training. So I would quickly. Unbuckle my seatbelt, buckle it back in, get the F sharp, and then I would hum, and I'd find out using uh, intervals to see what key the song I was listening to was in, and then from there I could decode the chord progression, and then I could learn the the I could start going into what scale degrees the vocal melodies were, or I could break down the rhythms, and I could transcribe the song while I was driving without needing anything. Okay, and well, that like yeah, as much as you didn't you know go to school for engineering, that is a very engineering way of thinking, of what? just like. I know this, and I'm going to work using this to figure out the rest of this. That's like a mathematical, logical, engineering way of thinking. Yeah, but it, it's music. It's musician thinking because it's reckless and dumb. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's I'm like, going to undo my seatbelt on the road. Eventually, though, um, you just kind of get pitches stuck in your head. Like, can you reference an E? 
<laughs> well, I mean, like, I know E because of the beginning riff of Enter Sandman. It is forever ingrained in my head that that is E, and I can work other songs based off of that tone. So, Jack is in a band called Off Kilter, which is an all-Irish tribute band to your favorite 80s tunes. Yes, uh, They exclusively That's... dress in kilts. And You're thinking of the one that plays in Disney World. Yeah, and... Yeah. and um, Jack is their lead bagpipe-est, and Andrew is the rhythm bagpipe-est. Um, as you can tell, because that's really serious. Um, I've definitely gone to see them. Uh, I'm not, um, so what's your least favorite song to play on the bagpipes? My least favorite song to play in general is... Oh, I, it's tied between Sweet Child of Mine and um, uh, Don't Stop Believing. They're okay. just so dreadful to play. They're you, pure liquid '80s sound. That you I, don't play the solo on either. That's why. No, like even solo. if I, I would probably hate it more if I played no, the solo. No, the solo on Sweet Child is so good. No, it's so bad. It's so wow. Slash, and I don't like Slash. I hope Slash comes up to you, right? Gets ready, gets his hand ready, and he's like, "Boy." I firmly disagree with your opinion <laughs> on my previously recorded work. Oh, I hope he does that too. It'd <laughs> be incredible. Slash, send me a Les Paul. Give me a shout out. You know his, <laughs> at me. You know his number one Les Paul wasn't even a Gibson. What was it? A Gibson? It, I don't know what it was. It was some off brand, but he like picked it up and played it. And that's why it, like it's so skinny. It wasn't a Gibson. Okay. And that's just like weird to me because like now all he plays is a Gibson Les Pauls. Yeah. When you know what fundamentally bothers me. Well, and I, I had spoken to somebody about this um, a while back, that like when you get rich and famous, people give you stuff for free. Yeah, like that's that so bothers me so much that as soon as you have like an outpour of money, Gibson's just like, oh, let me build you a guitar yeah. because you're so famous. And it's like, dude, I'm out here like playing my same Strat and my same Gibson. Like anytime, Gibson. Hey, hey, but do you love your Strat? I do love my Strat. Then that's all that matters. I guess that's... any other guitar won't be as good as that Strat. No. No, but it sure would be nice to make a replica. There's a replica of Ryan's 2011 yeah, Stratocaster. Like a bunch of people are buying it. Like, whoa, look, this is a Ryan Strumpfler signature model. Nobody buys a replica of a 2011 guitar. No. <laughs> like, 2019 is close enough. You can just get one of those. Yeah. Strumpfler Caster 2 confirmed. It's Fender, <laughs> Fender releasing uh, Ryan Strumpfler's guitar again. Yeah. See, that would be incredible. A Fender at me. I'll collaborate with you anytime. Because they're not bankrupt. They can do that. So you grew up in general. Um, <laughs> I, I did. You're right. <laughs> that was so bad. All right. So you grew up in the YouTube age. I did. Um, because Jack I is... I strongly remember like the beginning of YouTube. Yeah. So you're 18 and YouTube came out in 2006, but it didn't really become popular until like 2007 or so. 2000, 2008 is when it like, it really kicked it off. Hopped. Thank yeah. you for correcting me by one year. Yeah. Well, there. you were wrong. Yeah. So I'll, I'm bust going out, to. I'll bust out the wiki. I'll see. I'll see the views. Okay. So 2008 then. So you were, how old were you then? Seven. seven? I was seven for most of that year. Wow. I'm getting old. I mean, at the same rate Ryan, as everybody what else. Are you 25? Though. Yeah. I'm 25. Yeah. No, you're not old. Don't worry. I can rent a car. You got more than half of your life. At left. me hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you got more than half of your life left. Don't worry about it. Thanks, buddy. I have That's like the... more than three quarters of my life left. Oh, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in a race, you're losing. I mean, you're winning. You can get there faster. Um, so I was 14 or so when YouTube really popped. 
Okay. Um, so I remember uh, Guitar Hero 2 came out and it, you know, it had like... Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah. That is probably the main reason that I like started taking guitar oh, lessons. Oh, it's so good. It's so because good. of that game. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me my music taste too. Yeah. Guitar Hero 3, it's because it's all the Legends of the Rock. It had all the classic songs. Hey, That's where I got my music. At me, Activision. Yeah. Sponsor me. Tra- no, not Treyarch, just Activision. Yeah, yeah. Activision. Yeah, bleep out that, that part. Or, it's har- just Activision. or harmonics. Yeah. Electro harmonics. That one. Or whatever. Or, whoever makes no, that's the rock pe- band. That's the pedal yeah. maker. All right, well, those two. Get, yeah. get at me. I could use some new pedals. Don't we all, don't we all need All right, pedals? before I go uh, too hard into this, uh, what's your, like, your favorite pedal that you have on your board? Right now. Oh, man. Um, I really just like to kick on the Tude Screamer. There's like nothing better than just boost and like a little crunch. All right, that's pretty good. I do like the tube screamer, but my wiring is like broken, so I plug it in and then it squeals, and I'm like, <laughs> I sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan. They're like, you sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan now. <laughs> like, it's just it's bad. Oh um, no, don't. Oh yeah. Um, rest in peace. I do love Stevie Ray Vaughan, so I'm sorry if I legend. offended. Man yeah. sold his soul for. He's, like he's incredible. Like oh. So I have um, a Big Muff that has it's split into two categories. Oh yeah, I kind of have to change my opinion. I forgot I have a Big Muff. Yeah, those are those are incredible <laughs> pedals. Um, so one side is uh, overdrive, and it's just kind of like uh, any kind of saturation. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the most relatable. It's kind of like the OCD. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it has more bass than yeah. anything else. Yeah. And then the other side is a regular big muff, but it has a volt setting. Okay. So I can set it to like six volts, so it gets that like real bleeding sound. So a lot of uh, older um, fuzz players will specifically try to get dying batteries um, <laughs> because the signal becomes weaker, and so the fuzz becomes more genuine. Yeah. And so there's a setting on the pedal to set the amount of, of voltage and you said it's like six and it sounds like that cream era yeah okay um, so just to, now to go back because in an unrelated topic um <laughs> so i was like 11 or 14 one of those ages i was an age when youtube i existed <laughs> in reality oh we're going back to this i forgot when this even happened so yeah okay. yeah so I, I existed in the plane of consciousness i think age 14 when <laughs> when YouTube came out and I remember like looking up Guitar Hero songs um, Ultimate Guitar was starting to become a thing yeah. which was awesome because in conjunction Ultimate Guitar was rapidly getting new tabs because people would be getting new music on YouTube and then tabbing it out Yeah, and I remember learning all those Metallica songs like the first four records off of YouTube uh, the first five, six, seven Iron Maiden records I, um, I do remember YouTube before like people started posting music on it too. When it was just like short videos that people wanted to just post. Yeah, it was just people getting kicked in, you know where. Yeah, a lot of that for the first while, and then like how to be ninja. Yeah, those videos. Yeah, so once music came along on YouTube, it kind of killed the video star, if you will. Yeah, it, it definitely killed the video star. I'm sorry, that's that's not great. Um, those are. Think about it. Those could be some lyrics someday. Those could be some lyrics. Not off Kelter. Um, <laughs> so, my favorite thing about that era, and, and I get, um, you get some kickback for for it, but I loved having all of the tabs as YouTube was growing because, you know, 
now Beatles stuff gets taken off. You know, you have to be on Spotify. There's all sorts of artists on Warner Brothers who get taken off. Yeah. And this was like in the wild west of YouTube. So people would just upload massive amounts of just like old, old bootlegs. It was so cool to like be like, oh man, like one of my favorite bands growing up was a band called Nuclear Assault. Uh, I was so deep in the like underground 80s metal. I loved Nuclear Assault. That, that really just does sound 80s metal. Yeah, and like you can guess what, you know, what's really nice is you can guess like what their lyrical topics were about. It was, it was, uh, Probably a nuclear love, assault. Harmony, candy canes, um, teddy bears. So that kind of general. Yeah, yeah. But I could like be like, oh man, this is such an obscure band. And then I would go on ultimateguitar.com, which a lot of, you know, guitar players, bass players, um, yeah. people reference you know people go on and there'd be tabs and then people are like well you gotta learn songs by ear man you gotta learn by ear you can't be looking at tabs man it's not accurate man it's like okay I have a hard kickback to that like I do think at some point you should start to try to learn as much as you can by ear but like if you're 14 and you're picking up a guitar and what you love is extreme music mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to play to learn it by yeah. ear it's just not gonna happen like Picking up tabs is really easy and nice, and it's a good way to like learn a few songs and get going. And now from there, it's like, okay, I know that note, and I know it's played here because I learned it from the tab, and now in the future, my ear is trained to know that note is there. You can't just learn and yeah. until you know where the notes are on the guitar. I, so I definitely agree. And, and as a foundational tool, like, okay, if I started out on guitar and... I was like, oh, I want to learn songs by ear. I want to learn songs by ear. And I grabbed, like, Brown-Eyed Girl by ear, right? It'd be like, that makes sense. That's logical to kind of start. It sounds like the band name is Ear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Beats by Dre. At me, Dre. (laughs) Let's get in touch. Beats by ear. (laughs) Beats by AirPod. Um, Oh, he's got the wave. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I... I just fundamentally think that, like, if you're 14 and you want to learn Whiplash by Metallica, it's not a problem <laughs> to look. Yeah. <laughs> Most people stop playing music because the music they like is hard to learn by ear, and then tabs kind of correct that. So you go, like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, and then from there, you. I, I, so there's this guitar player. I'm, I'm stammering because there's like 7 million ideas, and I'm like three quarters of a pizza deep, you know? <laughs> um,. At me, brick, brick pizza. It's fantastic. So to tie back together, brick pizza, Guthrie Govan. There's a great guitar player named Guthrie Govan. He's like shredder, like crazy. He popped like in the YouTube age, and um, not only is he a great shredder and teacher online, but he's just a good musician as well, and he does a lot of session stuff. And he used to always in his clinics talk about just like you have to learn by ear, you have to learn by ear, you have to learn by ear, and then. He said some doctor came up to him. He's like, yeah, I have about 15 minutes a day to practice guitar. Like, why should I not be able to look at, up tabs for Layla? I just want to be able to play my favorite songs. Like, why do I have to sit down by ear? I have no aspirations to be a, a gigging musician. I just want to learn a couple of my favorite songs. And like tabs do that. Like, the learning curve is high. Why can't I just, why can't I use instruction and learn my favorite things? And he was like, that changed it. When I heard that, I was like, Wow. That changes me as well. Like that's like the the Michael Scott thing, you know. Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> like now I take credit for that quote. Uh, <laughs> but it it is really powerful though, yeah. um, because people use guitar specifically. Uh, I mean, people use music in all ways. But we've got two guitar players um, who have to do background vocals up here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We have so, no choice. We're forced. Yeah. It's wow. Oh, you're you're a guitar player. Can you moderately sing? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you how'd you find that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is kind of interesting though. Uh, tabs, I think, get a bad rep at your age and a uh, little before you like at the like gigging all musician ages, age. Really, like yeah. older students learning too have that like I just want to go and learn a song. It's still there's a stigma involved with that. No, just. Go use the song. Yeah. Learn the song. I don't care. Yeah. All right. So that seems like that wraps up about as much guitar as a man who who you know plays guitar yeah. wants to talk about. I mean, that's not. That's really not true. No, we could talk, talk for, for hours. hours. Yeah, for hours. Um, but right now, I would like Andrew to shout his least favorite color, and that will be. How we end the podcast. You got to really shout it, Andrew. Orange! Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. I, I really don't I like orange. I have to agree. Like, yeah. if, if I saw a guitar in orange, I'd not buy it. Yeah, you know what? We're going we're gonna to twist this, right? We're going to do three questions with Andrew. All right. So, <laughs> number two, Andrew. What's your favorite animal? Ooh. You got to shout it. Cat. That's okay. a really simple one. I I was thinking you were gonna go exotic. Yeah, <laughs> an exotic. Like an exotic man. No, an exotic cat. <laughs> Hairless cats creep me out. Oh, we're not gonna no. go deep into that. But... Well, stop. Yeah. Okay, Andrew. And what's your least favorite song to play in Off Kilter? Your all Scottish tribute band to eighties rock we were and metal. Irish tribute band. Yeah, I realize Scottish is more accurate. Yeah. Your least favorite song. Come on. Sweet Child of Mine. Exactly. Well, why, if you both don't like it, why it's, do you play it? Well, because we have to, because everyone knows it, and like drunk people love Sweet Child of Mine. They do. All right. That just about wraps that up. I am Julian Edelman. And that, <laughs> I'm Ryan Strumpfler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How old were you when you found out Jack was Ryan Strumpfler? I was this many years old. I was today years old. (laughs) All right, that wraps it up. Everybody have a good week. We will see you next week.